I think if you really must do this, said my mother, that you would be far better off accepting Amaranth's offer to present you at court rather than letting your grandmother do it. She was arranging flowers in a tall Chinese vase with a certain abruptness at the time. We were in the drawing room, and neither of my parents had yet lit the fire. Their many years of living out in the fens had accustomed them to a level of cold that I had quite forgotten during my warmer years up at Oxford. Several red and golden petals had already scattered onto the polished marquetry table. My father brushed them off with the edge of his sleeve and edged his chair closer to the unlit fire. At home, on their country estate of white orchards, my parents, as ever, presented an extraordinary picture. My mother, though of average height, always seems tall. Her wavy chestnut hair has recently begun to gray. She wears it long, the complete opposite of the current fashion, so it tumbles around her shoulders. This bohemian look was at odds with her fitted straight-line blue dress that reached to her calves, and onto which she had insisted her dressmaker sew large pockets. Pockets which are forever stuffed with everything from string to crumpled notes. Once, when I was little, I was almost sure I saw the butt of a handgun protruding, but my mother has always denied this. My father sat there sucking the stem of his empty pipe. My mother had forbidden him to light it as the smell got into everything. He is very pleased with himself that he has finally been able to grow a beard, albeit a white and fluffy one, in striking contrast to his hair, which remains dark. It makes him look like an owl. He wore an elegant velvet crimson smoking jacket, complete with an embroidered yellow dragon. On his head, he sported a fez with a golden tassel, which, when he thought we weren't watching, he liked to swish from side to side like an elderly cat with its tail. Being round-faced on the short side and definitely comfortable of body, the fez doesn't suit him in the least. But it is a recent present from my uncle Hans, and he loves it dearly. Even as we spoke, the large central pane in the main window of the drawing room rattled. Momentarily diverted, my mother said, Bertram, have you not got Andrews to attend to that yet? Poor beggar's still working away on the window of the second guest bedroom. Said it was fit to bust. Can't have that happening to a guest, don't you know? My mother sniffed. Your language, darling. We've been socially isolated too long. We must have a party. My father's eyes widened in alarm. You don't mean you're going to take this ballet thing on, do you, Euphemia? He cleared his throat and turned to me. I say, Hope, why do you want to do this wretched thing? I mean, of course, you can, if you want to. But all those balls and parties and things, not quite your style, hmm? He blinked at me, looking like a cross between a startled bird of prey and a fakir. I winced slightly. My father likes to keep up with things, things in the press, things in the world, and things young people say and do. However, he infinitely prefers the world to stay at arm's length. He might be up with the world, but it is not to be up with him. Nonsense, Bertram, interrupted my mother. It will do the girl good. It's about time she started thinking about what her place in the world will be. You mean marrying? said my father gloomily. I suppose London might be the place to find a husband, as long as she doesn't get involved with Fitzroy. 
He's still working down there, isn't he? My mother ignored the latter half of my father's statement, instead latching on to the part that challenged her views on women's rights. That is not the only option open to a modern young woman, she snapped. Yes, yes, I know, said my father. But it's not as if she did particularly well at university. He glanced over at me. Sorry, Hope. Allay your fears, Bertram, said my mother. We will not be involved. A girl can't have her mother as a sponsor. But you said Bernie's mother is presenting her, objected my father. My mother ignored him, as she always did, when he made a point that contradicted hers. Besides, she said, I was never presented. Ah, now I see why your mother has stirred all this up, said my father. She never got to do the circuit, or whatever they call it, so this is her hour to shine.